Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaff. In today's episode, I'm excited to tell you guys why shrimping doesn't work. So you know the warm-up movements. Every instructor generally shows you first day how to move up and down the mat. Forward, backward rolls, shrimping, grambying, bridging, cartwheels, brake falls, yada, yada, yada. Well, one of the first techniques you'll learn is how to escape side control, how to find your guard. You learn the importance of guard and why, when you're on bottom, it's important to have a guard between you and your opponent. Well, inevitably, you start rolling and you get stuck on bottom side control. There is no worse feeling. In your mind, you had come to destroy, you were going to submit everybody, but here you are again on bottom stuck. And so you really ask, you start asking around, how do I escape bottom side control? And you are going to be told countless times, well, all you got to do is frame, shrimp, and put your guard back in. Just hip escape, put your knee in, find your guard again. And there's going to be a point, I think, in most journeys, if not everyone's journey, where you are going to lose faith in shrimping, especially that escape. You go, it just doesn't work. I tried eight times. I was on bottom getting cross-faced, and I tried to shrimp eight times, and my guard never was found. I still was stuck, and then I just ended up mounted. I was exhausted and got tapped again by an arm triangle. Right? We've all been there. And so a few years ago, probably four four or five years ago, uh, I really, back when I was talking more in absolutes, I was telling people, ah, shrimping doesn't work. Shrimping is bullshit. And a lot of people took it wrong, and I didn't mean it the way that most people took it, you know. And then I was kind of just, I was being a little argumentative just because I thought it was kind of funny, and Brandon thought it was funny. But what I really meant was the shrimping that you learn first day, it doesn't work. The jackknifing up and down, the huge movements up and down the mat, they are not going to help you escape bottom side control. Now, why is that? It's because most people, when they're going through their basic movements, they're doing it improperly. And by improper, I mean their kinetic chains are broken. They're moving a little bit of their body too much here. They're leaving a little bit behind over there. And when your kinetic chains are broken, you cannot move efficiently. You cannot move powerfully. It's just not going to work. And so to think about this in another way, and I think a way that most people will really understand is just think about deadlifting. Imagine that you're practicing deadlifts and you're just going through the motion without a bar. You're going through your perfect deadlift motion. Well, imagine if your perfect deadlift motion, if you just bent over right at the waist and picked up the bar, you're like, okay, that's, that's what a deadlift is. I'm just picking something up from the ground. Backs all rounded. It doesn't matter. I grabbed the bar and I picked it up. Honestly, you could pick up milk cartons or milk jugs for a very long time and not get injured. You might not ever get injured that way, but the more and more weight that you try and pick up for the ground like that, it will not work. You will be very limited in how much weight you can pick up and your risk of injury will be incredibly high. Well, same thing goes for shrimping, for grambying, for bridging. A lot of time, rib injuries really come from improper movements. They come from a broken kinetic chain. You're trying to twist your body. You're trying to hip escape, but your hips are stuck and you're just twisting your upper body and you end up popping a rib. You try to go up to turtle. 
you try to go up to turtle through resistance, but since you're not moving properly, that torque really affects that rib and you pop your rib. I popped two ribs when I was a white belt, so I know. And so what can you do? Because a lot of people right now are training these movements on their own. They're training these solo movements and they're hearing this and going, well, how do I know if my movements are going to work during live resistance? Because anybody can make a movement work during practice. And so that's the other big issue is, you know, your partner will show you, hey, this is how I escape side control. And they'll put you in a crappy side control that, you know, they're not trying to actually hold you down. They kind of let you put that knee in. And then all of a sudden, whoa, you found your guard. But then when it's game time, that's not how it happens. Well, you need to test all of your basic movements. And the way to do that is you have to test it with weight. You have to have a partner. So if you live with somebody, whoever it is, all you have to do is tell them, look, all I need you to do is put a hand on my shoulder. So I'm going to practice my shrimp movement. I need to be able to shrimp through my opponent putting weight distribution through me. And so you're just going to put a hand, your opponent will put a hand on your shoulder, your partner will put a hand on your uh, far shoulder, and you'll just try and shrimp through that. Once you can start to shrimp through that, he'll put both hands on that shoulder and he'll really try and push you down. Or he'll put one hand on the shoulder and one hand on the hip and he'll really try and push you down. What should, like, what you're looking for is to be able to do a full shrimp through your partner trying as hard as he can to keep you flat. Now, you should be able to do all your movements with this resistance. The first time you try this, you're going to be shocked. It's very, very difficult. And most people, what they find is that, man, it doesn't take like one hand to hold you down, let alone a cross face and an underhook. It really shocks most people about how disconnected those movements are. Because again, in their mind, they've gotten comfortable after six months and they're like, man, I know how to shrimp. Now, the other thing you might be asking yourself is why then do teachers teach you to shrimp or to gramby? Like I tell guys all the time, you never do a side-to-side gramby, right? Ever. Ever. I can't remember, like, you just don't do that in a match. But the reason you're learning it that way is because they're really big movements. It's just the easiest way for somebody that's never moved on the ground to learn how to move. Like, look, all we're looking for in the first year is for you to be go up and down on the mats. Like we just want you to move up and down on the mats, do big jackknives, do whatever. Like we just need you to start getting comfortable posting on the ground, using your feet to post and having your hips move side to side. Like you're just really learning the baby. That's the baby step. But the more and the better you get, The more training you do, you have to start making that transition and testing your movements with weight. It really is that simple. Somebody can try and hold you down and just do your escape, do your movement. And again, it doesn't have to even be a side control with the cross face. It's actually a lot more unreal. Like it's way more unrealistic for them to put both hands on your shoulder and try and hold you down like as hard as they can't. Like that'll be way harder than when most people have their knees on the ground. So if you imagine I'm on my toes and I'm trying as hard as I can to keep you flat and I'm pushing both my hands into your shoulder and I'm driving as hard as I can. Once you get that movement or that, yeah, once you get your movement to be able to 
go through that resistance, you'll be shocked. It almost feels like you have a force field. So this is an idea um, that I got at Brown Belt. I had never really heard anybody talk like this, but a guy had trained uh, a guy that had trained with Hickson Gracie a bunch. Um, you know, he talked about how Hickson taught his basic movements through this. You know, through this uh, viewpoint, like, hey, you have to be able to do or I should say lens. He taught the basic movements through the lens of, well, you have to be able to take weight through the movement. And so I know because I've been there and I've seen students on bottom give up because they just don't know how to escape. Or what's even more frustrating is when they ask and they get the answer they're finally looking for. They're going, okay, perfect. All I have to do is shrimp and put my knee back in. And I'm good. I won't be getting smashed anymore. And when that fails, it's almost like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I still am stuck on bottom. Recognize that all escapes are going to be a combination of frames and one of those basic movements that you do at the beginning of class. There's a reason that even world champions still practice all of those movements. When you're watching the best guys in the world, but the best guards, it looks like there's so many times it looks like they're almost past. Like, oh, dude, this guy, just, oh, I can't believe, how did he recover his guard? It's because he has a frame and he uses a combination of shrimping, bridging, and grambying to find his guard again. And so it really is that simple. It's those four things. But at the same time, that takes many, many years of mastery to be able to Always find your guard to be able to always recover. But it starts with after you learn the big movement, like, all right, here's the jackknife shrimp, do your thing, you know, do it fast down the mat, do it slow down the mat. The next test, a lot of guys, though, they never ever test this or they never really add it into their training regimen. You have to test can you move through weight distribution? I hope that helps, guys. If you're not training right now, this is one of my, I call it the $1,000 private lesson. I really just gave anybody listening, in my opinion, gold. I call it the $1,000 private lesson. If I've never worked with somebody before, I'll make sure they at least have this idea of, hey, this is training you can do anywhere with anybody, and it will change your jujitsu. So if you're not training right now, Practice this and your teammates will be shocked at how much better your movements are when you get back. Stay safe out there, guys. Until next time, I love you and appreciate all the support. I hope you enjoyed that Dr. Cantrell podcast. There should be another interview coming up again this week. Until next time, peace.